This is My Finest Work, where artists tell us the story behind their favorite projects to help us understand what makes a magnum opus. And I'm your host, co-founder of Dog Ear Creative, Dan Morrell. Hi, this is Dan Morrell. Welcome to My Finest Work. So Jordan Hollander is a photographer based in New York City, and he's one of those people who is so great to work with because you can tell he loves what he does. You can just see it in his work, and you definitely hear it when you talk to him. Today, he and I are going to talk about a video piece of his called Derek and the Art of Windows. Jordan's work has appeared everywhere, Fast Company, ESPN, Smithsonian Magazine. I was thrilled to have this chance to talk to him about how he approaches what he does and how we fell in love with photography in the first place. Jordan Hollander, welcome to My Finest Work. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me, my friend. So, Jordan, you've done some amazing work for me over the years and for so many other publications, but I kind of want to go back to where it all started. How and why did you become a photographer? Mm, That's why I love these. You know, you can really go back. My grandfather built me my first darker. Wow. And it was the one place that I could actually stay for a long period of time. He was a photographer. In the war, he was a map maker. World War II, he, he made maps, and they would do the aerial photographs and uh, take them down to him, and he would uh, print them. So he became a lithographer, printed all any Leibowitz's books downtown in the lithography world. And uh, always carried a loop around with him just to look at the dots. He's always said, let me see those dots. He built me that darkroom, and, you know, I'd, academics were eh, not as interesting as staying in the darkroom for hours and hours on end. And he built me that darkroom. How old were you when he built that darkroom? How old are you in uh, 11th grade in school? In like 11th high grade. school. Yeah, like 16 or something 16. like that. I was like 15, 16 when he built me that darkroom. And you had yeah. showed, obviously, some interest in it prior. I mean, you're not going to build a darkroom unless you have some interest. Uh, presumably. Yeah, before he built me that dark, prior to that, so take it back a little bit further, he gave me a camera, his first camera, manual camera, and I just fell in love with it and taking pictures. What was it, you think, about taking pictures that made you fall in love with it? The first thing that I loved about it was it was something that I could do that didn't rely on anybody or anything. Hmm. I could just take it. I could just take the camera and go and be creative and be in a moment and not have any of the peer pressures or any of the social aspects or needs for other things. I was always an outsider in a way. I was, um, I'm going to take it back even further. So before yeah. I grew up, I grew up as a child on 10th Street and 6th Avenue in the city in Manhattan. And I, I moved to Long Island and that's where he lived. And, you know, those moves and everything, you know, you're always trying to, I think photography really was a way to find confidence and comfort within adolescence and growth. And, you know, that was really what probably what made me fall in love with it. Yeah. I mean, it was the art, but at that point, you know, less about the art and more about the confidence and more about finding something I could actually do that I enjoyed. So let's fast forward uh, many years past that, and let's talk about the piece that you chose to speak about today, Derek and the Art of Windows. Tell the audience about that piece and how it came about. That piece is about a person 
in this world that is walking his own path outside of the box after trying different careers and different ways of life until he settled on this one to find happiness. And more specifically, it's about a man who was in the culinary arts and then he moved in, you know, so he did, he was first a chef and he worked in different places and now he washes windows. So now Derek washes windows up and down the streets. And as you can see in the video, nine days a week, he does it. And he really marches to his own beat more so than anybody I have met most of my life. I'd probably say in my entire life, he, he really walks his own path. And the reason I decided to work with him is because that path is filled with joy. And there's so much joy that I noticed when I first met Derek, it was the, be it was the beginning of a year. It was, the beginning, it, was in, it was like one of the first weeks of the year. And I was in a down state. And, you know, that's usually how I am the first and well, yeah, first when the year kicks in. And it's usually at that point where I need to do something to stimulate creativity and remind myself that I'm a creative person with value and that I need to move forward in the arts. And I see Derek standing in the doorway of this coffee shop that I'm sitting in. So Derek's got his uh, pole in his hands and, and he's got his bucket and he's standing there and I'm just like, Hey, you know, and he goes, Hey, and, he, and I say, and, and I think I said to him, what did I say? I said, is that your spear or our dagger? And I could have come off very wrong, but you know, he knew I had good intentions and he came and sat down and we talked for about two hours about his philosophy on life. And that's really what got me interested in Derek. And he practices everything from meditation to cold showers to taking his shirt off in the winter to practice being strong in the cold and he's out there all the time in the cold and the heat and he's gotten his body and his mind really strong so that he could do that type of job which is very you know labor intensive so jordan what do you love about this piece it's construction and and i also wonder how do you think it represents some of the important things you've learned about the form yeah, that's a really good question. I think what I love about the piece is it's honest and poetic. And crafting from a beginner's mind is the most rewarding and exciting place to be. And now I think I'm in a very special time in my career because there's a big pivot happening from photography to video creating narratives and not just short form video, but now in my career, leaning into longer form, believe it or not, two minutes is longer form for me because I've always mm. created stop motion pieces, quick pieces, and well, a photo, which is no time at all, split second. So I think what I love about this piece particular is what I love about a lot of the pieces that I'm now starting to dive into. But for this specific piece, what I love most about is then I have the time available to spend with it without a rush, mm. without a deliverable, and where I could just, well, kind of do what Derek did, and that's uh, be in the moment with it and meditate with it and spend time working the craft a little bit. I went out several times, which is new for me. Mm. On a photo shoot, I go out once and I do the shot. So I went out several times and I worked with him. I sat down for an interview, got to know him. And, you know, there's a real art of storytelling that I wasn't used to. So it's my first piece working with somebody, as far as interviews go, learning about them and combining that with imagery. 
So I think mm. it being the first is a bit of a novelty, and that's also why it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and let's tackle that second part of the question too, how it represents some of the important things that you've learned during your career about the form. I'd say the biggest challenge of the form is holding a shot. When I'm rolling video, I have to hold a shot. And that means, <laughs> so to hold a shot is very new for a photographer. A photographer snaps a shot, moves on, snaps a shot, moves on. Video, you find a shot and you hold it and you hope that some magic happens within that shot. And where photography, you find the magic. Maybe the magic finds you, but you shoot it and you shoot it fast. But with video, you have to hold it. And holding shots is a totally new thing for me. And so I think there was a lot of learning there to learn how to hold shots so you have something to cut to and from. So that was a big learning curve and an exciting one because challenge is exciting. We can move through it. And another thing, I think that to talk about a few things that come into play and transition really well from photo to video is composition, yeah. light. So these are the things I think that play really well from photography into video. Composition, light, connection with your subject, and finding the environments, finding those moments that might translate well, you know, you know, to the visual form. And I think that's the most important stuff. The technique of editing and all that and learning to tell story through the edit. And that can be learned and that's what I'm really diving into now. But I think the composition and really just getting inspired by lighting and getting inspired by all that. You know, it was really interesting to hear you talk about Derek and his character and who he is and his various practices. You know, there, there are these pieces that I've written as a creative that have, that have changed the way I think about things, people that have changed the way I think about things. And I guess in that way, they've changed my life in some ways. And I wonder if you think that way about Derek, the subject of this piece. Did Derek change your life in some way? I don't think there's a way to not be changed in some way, even if it's on a subconscious level, by every person that you meet and all the paths you cross. Derek had an impact on me because the way that Derek approaches life is outside of the box and that takes courage. The way that I approach life is outside the box and that takes courage. And to see someone else living with that courage in much more extreme circumstances helps to inform confidence, helps to inform that you're not alone. It helps to make you realize that there's a real uncertainty about all of this, about every day that we walk through. And that uncertainty was shown when he showed me the life that he lived prior to this one that he's living now and how he's now moving through this one with all his lessons. And there's a real sensitivity. And that sensitivity is often the thing that is most challenging in my life, but is also, I think, the greatest attribute of myself and of artists in general.
when I was looking at your work, you know, both online and the stuff that you've done for the magazines that I've worked for, I found it really hard because I don't necessarily have the vocabulary for some of that. But when you talk about your work, your client work or your personal work, whatever, what makes it distinct? How do you talk about what makes it distinct? What makes you different in how you approach your subjects and your work? I'd like to think that I'm completely unique, 100% unique in my approach to my art. And there's aspects of how I work that might be unique to me and Let's just say, I guess, my life experience is going to make my approach unique. The places I've been, the people I talk to, my insecurities, vulnerabilities, passions, and confidence all inform my process and how I'm going to create. One example of that is knowing how you'd want to be treated or knowing how you'd want to be experienced if you were that person. One technique I've used in the past and continue to use is if I'm going to photograph somebody or going to work with somebody, I've been known to sit on the floor to be lower than them. And this does two things. It makes me feel comfortable in that I can now be in a place of relaxation and sort of create a scene that is not so important and not so precious. And two, it helps them realize that they can now get a little lower, get a little bit more down to a level that might not be as, let's just say a level that is overly cared for or too mm -hmm. precious, something a bit more relaxed. So I think that like techniques like that, I just, I didn't even know I was using them until a friend of mine reminded me. I think it's just, so like, I know that I'd feel really nice when someone acts a certain way. So I think I just take on those. So I think that's why how I work and how I approach my work is going to be unique. It's because my life experience is unique. And I don't know if that answers your question, but I think it starts to get into it, how I'm unique. I, I was going to immediately talk about the craft and why my look is different, but I don't yeah. know. My, I don't know that it's the look that's different. I think the look and the stuff that comes from this this way of life and this, this, this personality and its characteristics, I think that that is what informs final pieces and then looks kind of calm. So let's go back to the first question, which is where this all started. I wonder how your passion for your work has changed and evolved since the time you were a young teenager uh, in that dark room? Well, it's shifted in numerous ways, but I'm going to start with what I know most right now in my current situation, like exactly last night. Last night, I was working on a piece that is in the vein of the Derek piece of a Buddhist teacher, teaches for 20 years, volunteer work, amazing man. And I actually had more fun editing than shooting it, or at least as much. And I'd safe to say that's probably never been the case <laughs> in the past with my photography. And I just think the art of storytelling and the narrative and all the different devices that you can use to express mood 
is huge. And I never knew any of that in photo. I mean, I did a little bit of music with photography and stuff, but, I, you know, pacing and all the wonderful things available in video. So I think that there's been a big shift in how I tell a story and where the passion is going to come from now, whether it be in post or during the shoot. But I think my passion shifted in that I care a lot less about having people tell me they love the work. It feels good when they say it, but I know that if I rest too much on that, it's just, it can be really detrimental. I think I might as well enjoy the whole process from beginning to end and even afterward when it comes to the share. And later when you talk to somebody on the phone and they say, wow, that piece you did, well, that's usually how it goes. And they, nobody that's saying that is usually commenting so much online, but then you can talk about it in real life. And that's nice. So passion-wise, I think that, that there's been a real, I'd say globally, there's a bigger shift than just the exact shoot and how I'm going to light it and where I'm going to do it and all those things. Well, Jordan, I can say in person here that all the work that we've ever worked on together, of course, mostly you doing the work and, and me just reaping the benefits of it, has been excellent and amazing. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for coming on My Finest Work today. It, it's been a wonderful conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for the words on the work. And it's always great working with you. And now talking to you is just as good, my friend. So thank you. Thank you for listening to My Finest Work. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And please reach out to us with your feedback and ideas at mfw at dogearcreative.com.